and welcome to IRI Growth Insights, featuring IRI thought leaders, industry partners, and guests. For more than 40 years, IRI has been known for its invaluable data, but these podcasts delve into the insights the data reveal to fuel market disruption and market growth for those in the CPG, retail, healthcare, and media markets. Coming to you from IRI's corporate headquarters in Chicago. Good afternoon, folks across the country. My name is Larry Levin. I'm part of the IRI Thought Leadership Team, and it's really an honor to be hosting yet another version of IRI's Growth Insights, where we get to speak to some of the leaders in uh, the consumer packaged goods arena, both within IRI and outside IRI. And today, I'm really honored and excited to have a dear friend, Korean Thomas, who sits as the COO of IRI's retail leadership uh, retail program, and not just is he the COO, but I've been very fortunate to work very closely with Korean over many, many years at, at IRI. And a lot of you don't know that Korean is a uh, Kellogg graduate. He's a Northwestern University graduate. And he always liked to instill some fun in a dear friend of ours, Pius Chadri, who many of you may remember was the uh, head of North America for IRI and strategy for IRI for a long time. And uh, many of us reported up to Pius. But Korean, you had a piece over over Piyush that most people don't know about. What might that be? And welcome. I to think Piyush used to joke. I think Piyush used to joke that I, you know, I I I uh, I perform better at him at some Kellogg classes. But he he was just being kind. He was a super sharp guy, as we all know. Very successful. Uh, helped lead IRI, um, you know, in the North American business for a while, and is has moved on to bigger things, but he was a great mentor, as have you been, Larry, in, in along my career. So thank you. Well, thank you. And, and I do believe you did better than Pewish at Northwestern. <laughs> We're just going with that. Um, Korean, it's a great time to have you here. I know that you're passionate about the retail business and you manage all streams of the retail business for IRI, from the food channel to the mass channel. But importantly, you've also dived very deeply into the convenience store channel over recent times. But before we hear a little bit about what you've learned analytically, I'd love to know a little bit about just your personal experiences with the C-Store channel. How are they part of the Thomas family lifestyle? Yeah, the C-Store, we, you know, in a couple of ways, they are part of our lifestyle. One, we've, uh, like a lot of people, especially these last couple of years, have done a lot of road trips uh, instead of taking the plane. And uh you know, we're always looking for the best C stores because I work with our, our C store clients. I know the 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 brands and the and the stores that have a reputation for high quality food and 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 great service. And so we we try them on our long trips down to North Carolina or Virginia or wherever we're headed. The other thing I enjoy doing, I'm a runner. We uh, I with a few friends, we've been running. Actually, we've been running the Appalachian Trail all, uh, all through New England, and these are relay runs um, nonstop for two, three days that I'm doing with friends. And so that's where we stop by as we are camping out overnight. We stop by at a local sea store and find uh, an energy bar or some drinks. So it's been a way that that is it's been a a source of fuel, yep. you know, Um four-hour runs, and, and so it's it's been near and dear to my heart. Well, I, I love the pun, uh, because you knew <laughs> I was going to do that anyway, because uh, 
you know, I guess one of the things you learned from working with me is that puns are always in, but it is, it yes. is great to hear about your passion, but I think your passion typifies the U.S. market. And, and I think your recent report talked about, I believe, a 75 or 7.7% increase in sales for the third quarter for the C-Store channel. And I believe that far outpaced the industry as a whole. You want to talk a little bit about that and what you've observed? Yeah, uh, 2020, as we all know, was a tough year for convenience stores as the, the country went into lockdown with COVID and certainly the first wave of the lockdown. But one of the things we saw even in the summer of 2020 was uh, convenience store retailers quickly learning to adapt. So we did some work for one of our clients looking at items in a few categories. They were looking specifically at ice cream what items were selling the fastest in the broader market that they could bring into their store to drive traffic back in, even when the primary uh, trip type was down by quite a bit. And I think they had some success with bringing in a few of the fast moving items, ice cream items into their stores um, last in anticipation of the fall lockdown. But then from the numbers that we published that C-Stores really picked right back up in 2021, they're outpacing the the rest of the industry, as you said, Larry, growing at 7.7% this past quarter versus about slightly under 4% for the total market. So, you know, very dynamic industry that that has picked right back up. Very dynamic channel, I should say, that has picked right back up. Yeah, very, very dynamic channel, a very important channel. And one that I also observe pretty closely. And the thing that I've always been captivated by is that the market, and I believe this is still happening now, is about 19% of total CPG sales, but is providing about 27, 28% of the growth. And it really does show that, you know, there was an aberrant time with COVID-19, because as you said, we weren't traveling, but they still adapted well in that environment. And now, as, as people are getting back out, and I think your report clearly showed that unemployment is coming down, which means obviously people are working more and many people are commuting back to their jobs or back to school. So that does infuse a lot of opportunities for us to visit our local C stores. How did you see? Absolutely. You know, how did you see the channel almost becoming, especially in urban C stores, an opportunity to win consumers in the buying pandemic time? because of maybe a little bit easier to get paper products or some of the other things that were flying off the shelves in the bigger box stores, the convenience channel, at least as I saw in urban areas, did better than expected because of COVID. Yeah, I think they, they, uh, you know, I recall from last year, paper products and other other categories that were out of stock at the grocery stores, right, and, and the mass channels, as they ran out there, um, you know, shoppers switched to the convenience store to try and find hard to find items. And uh, I think they were, they served the broader public, right? Because they, you know, they were also sourcing all those items that were important for consumers and very hard to get. Um, so that was a way, as you are saying, that they maintained some traction and growth. So convenience was growing last year as well just not as fast as as grocery, which would had the advantage of the big stock up trips and people going in and the restaurant business going down. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting you say that because when I looked at the 2020 numbers for the mm-hmm. convenience channel, the growth numbers were a res- 
in, in the past, a respectable 3%. Exactly. And, and actually, in total, ab absolute dollars, it was a record for the channel. But as you say, relative to the rest of CPG, it was a blip on the radar and barely contributed any growth because we had to change our ways for a short time. But it's really fascinating to see the way the channel has responded and rebounded and, and really is doing a fantastic job. And, you know, and to that point, I, I know general, general merchandise did really well. You talked a little bit about paper products, but what do you think were some of the principles that the channel used to kind of res, regain its prominence? Yeah. You know, I think COVID accelerated a few trends that were already in the making for a few years, right? So e-commerce just kind of exploded last year, right? Because people that may have been reluctant to order online chose to do so it just in the, in the interest of safety. And there's a habit forming aspect of that. Fresh was already growing, right? And Fresh prepared, took a hit last year for a little while, but Fresh was already going, growing. And, uh, those are a couple of the areas that e-commerce, sorry, that the convenience store channel has invested heavily in. Now. So I think the statistic is about a third of all convenience store retailers have an online app and, and mobile pay that they're enabling. So investing heavily in e-commerce to enable uh, order and pay online and just pick up in store. You know, a lot of the um, convenience store chains are investing in fresh prepared foods, right? Breakfast sandwiches, lunch for sandwiches. Some C stores have pizzerias that are the local pizzeria of their town, right? So, right. you know, they have really leaned in on the on on certainly those two areas, and I think those are two key pillars that are driving their growth, and they're using to drive loyalty as well, right? Because it's something unique. You get it at at my convenience store chain that I can't get it that the local pizza if it's a good you no know. and a lot of them have great pizza yeah no I, I think that's right and, and certainly having a fresh positioning and having a pizza positioning plays well to millennial and gen z which I exactly. think some of our data suggests that they are returning to the channel at a, at a really respectable clip yeah I think one of the articles we were reading in preparation for this latest thought leadership showed that I think millennials and uh, Gen Xers um, are now uh, about 70%. You know, they are the majority of the population in terms of, you know, um, in, in terms of cohorts, and they are reflected in the, in the shopper profile of convenience stores as well, right? Right, and, and I think... Again, it's great to see the way the channels responded with its assortment to meet the needs of these consumers because they're probably different than generations before them. So exactly. I think uh, I, th exactly. I think that's worked out well. Um, and, and also, I think in the report you talked a little bit about some innovation happening in C store. And two areas I wanted to talk about: one, you started touching on with e-commerce and the generation there. And I think that there was a company that you referred to called GoPuff. Yeah. And I, I thought that was a really creative way to deliver products to consumers. So that was one aspect. And I, I'd also love to hear your view on the evolution of private brands within the C-Star channel. Yeah, I think both are great points, Larry. I think um, GoPuff is, uh, is a convenience uh, delivery um, service that I believe now is in about 550 stores. They 
They're Philadelphia-based, very successful in the city there, recently entered New York uh, with a big splash. They're, um, I think they deliver, the delivery fee is $1.95 and you can get a bottle of gum or a snack. Um, you know, f- you know, you can order it from them. So that whole, and they're, they're, I think their most recent valuation was about $15 billion or something. So they have really exploded. And that model of taking convenience from the shopper having to go to the store to bringing convenience to the shopper's doorstep in the way they want to be served is uh, is, in, is, a, is really driving the channel now, right? Most of the big uh, convenience store chains have invested in mobile pay and online ordering, pickup in store, or and delivery services for uh, for their customers. So I think back to the channel being very dynamic, they're investing in the infrastructure to take advantage of the e-commerce boom. So that has been a big investment and, and a big source of growth for the channel. The other thing, as you said, is private brands, right? Uh, private brands have really taken off, especially in the edible category. Private brands, I think, for the last year overall in the in the channels we cover have done well last year, but in, e- in the convenience store channel, they continue to do well this year. And especially in edibles, they, I think the private brand growth was, um, was north. Uh, the, the private brand growth um, in, in, in Q2 in edibles was to plus 34% and another uh, 20% growth in Q3. And this, some of it was because of price inflation and price increases. But volume growth is pretty strong as well, and they outperform national brands. This is convenience store private brands outperforming national brands. And um, I think there was a, um, we're reading a news article saying the 7-Eleven private brand portfolio reached a billion dollars in December last year. Casey's launched, I think, 100 new private brand products or so. Taking it, you know, building off of their bakery, they they have bakery in store and they're packaging and selling baked goods under their private brand name. So they're leveraging their strength in fresh prepared to launch and develop a private brand portfolio as well. And it's it's pretty interesting to see. That's great. And uh, a, a side plug for some of our other thought leadership, but Joan Driggs, my partner, and many of these uh, webcasts, and uh, Mary Ellen Lynch are working on a, an overall assessment of the CPG industry and private brands. So for our listeners, I'm sure that we will have a podcast on that at a future date, but it really does emphasize the importance of private brands as a continuing opportunity for consumers to leverage high quality products from stores they really trust. And at the same time for these stores to be able to uh, provide great alternatives to, for their, to their shoppers relative to some national brands. Um, another area that I'd love to talk a little bit about is what your view is on C-Stores and their sustainability platform. And both from an operation standpoint, as well as from maybe a, as part of their private brand strategy. Yeah, I, I was at Nax recently, and uh, one, of the, one of the big topics of uh, conversation there was the, the growth in electric vehicles and the role that convenience stores and, and these chains are going to play in actually, um, you know, serving as charging stations and so on for that industry that's exploding. So as, as the move and the shift towards 
uh, renewable energy continues to pick up steam, um, I think we, we will see many of the more progressive um, convenience store retailers investing in that technology um, and supporting that growth. So just thinking about a couple other things, um, and, and maybe sustainability is one of them, but what do you see as the big growth opportunities for C-Store to continue to build in this momentum, get, continue to be 19, 20% of the industry, but 25, 30% of its growth? What do you think the, the keys are? You know, What's the big, next, big growth category that's coming next? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the, the big investment in, um, so, in terms of growth categories, we have seen all the major um, convenience store categories growing um, and picking up uh, in in the last couple of quarters, right? So, prepared foods we talked about is you know is a strong area of investment and um, and growth for a lot of retailers. Uh, beer and seltzers and al- alcoholic beverages in convenience stores have grown quite considerably. I was in a sheets store recently and they have been launching these beer caves and they have these beer caves, which is, you know, separate cave or a section with doors with a large assortment of um, beer and seltzers. And that's been a rapidly growing category and continued invest, you know, continued area of opportunity. So I feel like convenience stores, especially as you get outside the city and into the into the heartland of the country, is a bit of a destination for people that want to get together, you know, quickly have a you know pick up a sandwich or a pizza and some beer for a party at home, or you know it's becoming a destination for high quality food and beverages and snacks. And when you add on top of that, the investments they're making in delivery and e-commerce, you don't have to go to the store if you choose not to, they'll have that delivered to your home. And I think that is an area of growth that we're already seeing taking shape in the channel. And I think has a lot of room for growth. Yeah, I think those are great observations and certainly help to dispel the water cooler myths that the high quality high quality products don't exist at the C-Star channel because it's certainly evidence they do. I actually happen to be in Miami when we're taping this and I'm going to be speaking tomorrow at a convenience store seminar around CBD. And certainly there's a lot of opportunity in CBD. What's your, what, what are you hearing? No pun intended, the buzz around the <laughs> CBD industry and the C-Star channel. Yeah, I, I, um, I saw, I've been seeing more CBD products uh, advertised at, at convenience store uh, retailers. I haven't actually visited one where I've seen the products, but I've, I've seen a few ads and a couple of uh, our C-store retailer clients advertising the, the availability of a CBD product. So that certainly is picking up to your point. So I think, you know, finally, just to bring this all home, because you have been really immersing yourself in all things about the channel, you know, what we're what would be three key ideas that you really want the manufacturers and retailers to be thinking about as they continue to expand the horizons in this business for C-Store? Yeah. You know, as the name of the channel suggests, right, it is about convenient shopping. And um, we talked a lot about this, so I don't want to, you know, um, you know, I don't want to belabor the point, but new ways of ordering and paying and and increasing the convenience in terms of the ways that your shopper can engage uh, is important. And we're seeing 
GoPuff is an example, right? Building a whole new business out of just delivery services. So competition in that space is growing and we're seeing um, our, you know, our uh, convenience store brick and mortar retailers also investing in that. Um, cashierless checkout is another thing. Back to convenience, right? Um, the same sheet store that I was at, I, I, I recall, had four self-checkouts and maybe one cashier checkout. I, I don't even remember the cashier behind the counter, right? So they have a, I said they had a beer cave, they had fresh foods, and then cashierless checkout. So making the experience frictionless for the consumer uh, and offering high-quality products um, is an area that we're seeing a lot, not just sheets, but you know we're seeing a lot of uh, retailers investing in, convenience store retailers. And I think that's those are some of the things that are going to drive the success, differentiate those that are successful longer term versus potentially not. Yeah, and obviously when consumers come into a convenience store, the reason they're there is speed and convenience. And so yeah. to the extent that I can check out on my own, I think it's phenomenal. Do you think any stores will go to the Amazon Go concept where you basically uh, walk into the store, they recognize you're there and you pick up your products, scan them and you're gone? Okay, I think the Amazon Go concept is now being launched. Uh, I think that technology is being, uh, I, I, I read recently is being um, deployed at a few of the, um, Convenience store, uh, convenience stores at airports, right? So that cashierless self-checkout technology is picking up steam, and I think over time we'll start to see it in in our local convenience store as well, right? Especially if you think about the challenges with labor, um, longer term, right? Finding yep. ways to deploy the labor, maybe in restocking the shelf versus having to stand behind the counter waiting to check out people. And just you know, self checkout and that kind of technology, I think, is certainly here to stay and, and grow. That, that's fantastic. And you know, one last piece of trivia for our audience, but it uh, I happened to notice the other day that there is one channel that has almost the exact same amount of dollars in the last fifty two weeks as the C store channel. And you talk about convenience. This is playing into convenience. The e commerce channel is now about as big or slightly bigger than the C-Store channel. So to your point, the C-Store channel uh, retailers are on spec, if you will, by continuing to innovate in the e-commerce space. Consumers want things delivered to them. So I think you are observing and helping guide our retail partners the right way here by thinking about e-commerce as just one of the different ways to win the consumer. Korean, I, I can't thank you enough for a phenomenal half an hour, very engaging conversations for our audience to be digesting the importance of the C-Store channel. I've been passionate about it. I'm glad to see your passion is sitting there lockstep with mine. And I look forward to further conversations. And if I don't talk to you before the end of the year, Happy New Year, my good friend. Thank you, Larry. It is a, always a pleasure chatting with you and I appreciate the opportunity. Happy got New it, Year buddy. to you as well. Take Happy care. New Year. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Please become a subscriber and let us know what you want to learn more about. We'll serve it up in a future IRI Growth Insights episode. Look for us wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to review IRI Growth Insights. Also, visit us on the web at iriworldwide.com and connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn.